Okay. Are you nervous? Um, I think I'm a little bit nervous. Okay. But I'm okay. That's natural. Okay, yeah. You've never been on a podcast before? No. Oh, it's your first yeah. one. And it's so fitting for it <laughs> yeah. to be fun on weekdays. I know. I'm never um, in front of the camera. I know this is a different change up today. So hi everyone. Welcome back to fun on weekdays podcast. I'm your host Jenna. (laughs) Every time I say that it just sounds silly coming out of my mouth. But today (laughs) my guest is Gabrielle. White cotton. (laughs) Woo! That is so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise known as Gabby. Yes. Uh, So Gabby was my first hire. I hired her in January. And so it's been like two months now since you moved to Austin and started the job. And so I figured it's been two months. We're good. Things are rolling. And now it's finally time for you to meet her. (laughs) Officially, yeah. Yes. So welcome to the podcast. Is it weird being on the other side? Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for giving you something else to do today. (laughs) (laughs) So Gabby, I wanted to tell, well, I didn't want to tell it. I wanted her to tell her side of the story of getting the job and then like moving and interviewing and all the details because I obviously only know my side. So I think it'd be really interesting to hear. And you just graduated. Yes, I graduated in May of 2022. So I was out of a job for a little bit while I was just at home working until I got the job to come here. Yeah. So, okay, let's rewind all the way back. So, Gabby, you are 23. I'm 23, yeah. 23 years old, and you're from? I'm from Mandeville, Louisiana, which is close to New Orleans, so I usually just say New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) New Orleans. Is it New Orleans or New Orleans? So when you're from there, we say New Orleans. So usually okay. you can tell when someone's not from there because they'll say oh. New Orleans. Yeah. Okay, so New Orleans is a rite of passage. Yes. Noted. I've never been still. Maybe I feel like now we have to go and do I think an event a, on Bourbon Street. Yes, a Louisiana New Orleans event would be so fun. It'd be yeah. so good. Oh my god, it'd be so chaotic actually. It would. But I was telling um I was telling Hallie, I'm going home for Easter and the big thing that we always do every year is our big like seafood boil yeah and she was like so could not believe it was so interested and I just forget people that aren't from there aren't used to that type of stuff yeah I mean for Easter I think I eat ham that's so funny I know Thanksgiving meal kind of yeah Yeah. my family usually eats ham and uh cheesy potatoes and uh baked beans what a weird combo and like (laughs) jello i hate jello that's funny and then when like the cheesy potatoes get into the jello horrible yeah so -hmm. bad but do you guys do the baby in a cake thing oh (laughs) (laughs) also yesterday jenna this will only be funny to people that are from like louisiana louisiana area but she asked me what collard greens are which i just thought was so funny and the baby and the cake yeah so we do king cake for mardi gras Mm -hmm. um and like it's a big thing like we would have it in school in elementary school like growing up always had a king cake during the season and the thing is if you um get the piece with the baby in it you are responsible for buying the next cake oh okay i thought you were gonna say you are going to have a baby that year (laughs) oh no yeah you just so people will avoid it they don't want to buy the cake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so my friend Sarah got married last fall and the day before her wedding for her like, uh, oh, what, what, actually, yeah, I don't know, for her brunch. Sorry, cut that. She had a bridal brunch 
And after our lunch, we did the baby and a cake. None of us are from New Orleans. Oh, really? Literally none of us. They just <laughs> liked the idea of it and they thought it was oh, cute. Great, yeah. And so like you cut a piece and you put, well, you pull a string and it cuts a piece of cake for you. And okay. so when you pull the string, it has a charm attached to it. And the charm has some type of, it's a symbol of like, oh, you're going to get married this year, or you're going to go through heartbreak this year, or you're going to oh, start a new yeah. career. And then at the very end, you're eating it, and then someone has the baby. And that is actually, I think the symbol of it was that person is going to have a baby oh, in the following I think year. I heard of that, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's not it's the not traditional one. It's not as serious. It's not, yeah, it's just, <laughs> you just have to bike. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I have a lot to brush up on in my New Orleans <laughs> yeah. traditions then. So you're from New Orleans, and for college, you went to? Went to the University of Southern Mississippi, Best school ever. I like whenever I explain to anyone my college experience, I just say I had the like epitome of the college experience and it was amazing. Wouldn't change a thing about it. I loved it. So actually, you know, Mike Jones and Hannah from J1S from our agency. Yes. They went there. I know. There's been so many things about my experience with getting this job that has just been like, you know, when little things, it's just yeah. like, it makes so much sense. And so that was a really cool connection to make. So weird. And it's it's kind of a smaller school, right? Yeah, it's more like small to medium. Okay. And what did you study? I <laughs> was a fine arts major with an emphasis in graphic design. So I was in the graphic design program. Okay. I mean, I obviously, <laughs> obviously I know that I looked at your resume, <laughs> but for everyone else. Yes. So graphic design. Graphic design. And so when you graduated college, this was 2022, like yes. literally almost a year ago, which is weird. Is it weird to be one year out? Oh my goodness. It feels like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I mean that so much. Like it really does feel like two weeks ago that I graduated and was still in school. It's crazy. I still kind of feel that way too. So I'm hoping that it eventually changes when you get older. Yeah. So when you graduated, what were your plans? Did you have plans in terms of what you were going to do, if you're going to move anywhere, what your job was going to be? Yeah. So I, something that I felt like was different compared to maybe some of my friends or my classmates was I did not have, I obviously did not have a job lined up maybe like months prior to graduating. And that is kind of hard for my major compared to maybe other majors because um, you have to use your professional portfolio to apply to jobs. So my portfolio was not completed in entire in entirety until the day of graduation, honestly. So I couldn't like pre-prepare in that way that maybe other people could. Mm -hmm. But leading up to graduation or maybe even for years, I knew that I wanted to move to a big city. Mm -hmm. And so when it was time to graduate, that was a no-brainer. I wasn't, I did not want to move back to my hometown. I didn't want to stay in my college town. I was like, it's time to do what I've been wanting to do for years, which was move to a big city. So mm-hmm. from then, all I knew was I needed to look for jobs in the cities I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And that included? Definitely Austin, of course, was like <laughs> my top choice. I was also looking at Dallas because I have friends and family in the area. Um, I was looking at Tennessee and I was a little bit in Florida. Yeah. Okay. I could see you in Tennessee eventually. Yeah, I want to say still somewhere Southern. I didn't want to go anywhere completely different. Yeah. Now that you got your cowboy boots, you're ready to go literally anywhere. Texas girl, yeah. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Don't have any plans of moving anytime soon. Oh, I know. um, (laughs) One of my biggest stress 
factors was I didn't like kind of what I was saying I didn't have any preset plans where I had friends that were maybe like oh my best friend moved to this city so I'm moving there or my aunt and uncle live here I'm moving in with them like mm-hmm. I felt like I had the world of an option and that was the hardest part and it's so too I, many options too many options <laughs> I was like I can literally move anywhere so like and then I didn't know how was I even supposed to know where to move I just had no idea Mm -hmm. and so I'm very thankful that Austin is where I ended up because now I couldn't imagine being anywhere else I love it and did you did you visit any of the other cities before you started applying to jobs there knowing like okay I've been to Dallas before I would like it here I'm gonna apply to this job and I've visited friends in Nashville like did you travel around before or were you just going based on a whim (laughs) it was 85 percent on a whim like I applied to like a job in Missouri have (laughs) <laughs> for what like there was like no like I don't know anyone in Missouri have never been anywhere close to Missouri have never even been north so like what was I thinking do you, I don't know do you remember what the job was it was for a marketing agency that my professor had actually said I know of this place it's cool you should apply gotcha. so at that point I was like I have nothing to lose yeah. I'll apply to this <laughs> random Missouri job I don't know I got to the point when I was applying for jobs um well Similarly to you, we didn't have our full, well, I mean, I don't think fashion is the same, but we had like one final project at the end of the year and it's your capstone project and it combines everything that you've ever learned. And it's like the most impressive thing that I've ever done in college. So applying to jobs with that, I Mm -hmm. feel as though I had a better advantage of getting interviews because it was sizable. It showed like a lot of my Mm -hmm. skill, I guess. And Prior to that, I started applying to jobs like in December and I realized that was a little bit too early actually because you can't plan things six months out. Sometimes people just aren't, they have no idea what financial position they're going to be in if they can right, hire. Yeah, and so it didn't really hinder me at all by applying early. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. I was applying at the time of COVID. So that was like yeah. the major factor there, mm-hmm. but I applied to some of the most random positions ever because <laughs> I just saw that I qualified for it on LinkedIn and you do the easy apply. Yeah. And there's some that you put a lot more time into right. and those don't work out. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I was planning, I was looking at Dallas and Austin a little bit in Houston mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it. I think I actually looked in somewhere in Florida too. So we're kind of aligned Yeah, where we ended up. (laughs) And now I can't imagine you being anywhere else either. I couldn't either. I love it. Yeah. So, okay. You graduate college. This is May 2022. Yes. And so for the next year, up until January, what are you up to, girl? (laughs) So like I said, I didn't have um, anything set. So I did have the privilege to be able to move back home into with my parents and I had that opportunity to have that time which is something I'm really thankful for and I am thankful for having that time to spend time with my parents because I hadn't for four years I'd been so busy in a completely different state so I really am thankful for that time and I was able to go back to a job that I had my freshman and sophomore year of college. It was like my summer job, Mm -hmm. which was waitressing at a restaurant called Don Seafood. So (laughs) it was kind of a good thing for me. I was able to save up money to move and um, things like that. So yeah, I was just waitressing at selling some fried shrimp and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys have uh, crab legs? We did. Did you have unlimited crab legs? No. Oh my gosh. Another weird synergy between you and I. And it's kind of interesting because like as time goes on I feel like we have so many similarities that we didn't realize at the get-go like when we just talked over the phone for the first couple times 
I worked at a seafood place too in the summer. Oh, and really? waitress. Yeah. Was the seafood place in Ohio? Yeah, it was oh. called Pickle Bills. I don't know how I feel about that. I know. <laughs> Isn't that gross? You know that it's not actually from Ohio. Like, yeah, they are not pulling crab legs out of Lake Erie. Yeah. And if the, no, they're not. <laughs> I don't think they're pulling anything out of there. I think our walleye and maybe the perch was actually from local mm. but everything else yeah it was frozen yeah if we had the unlimited crab legs and you carry it on your bucket I don't think yes. my arms have ever yeah. been stronger yeah carrying no, seafood good. and all the shells and shit it's such a good workout my right arm has always been stronger because I carry trays on that arm yeah mm. that's definitely why yeah I mean for sure look at your bicep yeah I show more muscle in that arm <laughs> yeah but I definitely respect anyone that works in the service industry because I feel like it teaches you valuable lessons about people that you cannot get just like sitting in an office, you know? Yes. Um, so I do think that there is so much value to working in a service position. And it teaches you a lot of valuable life skills that maybe like it don't really apply does. to your actual job, but it applies to life. Absolutely, 100%. There's a lot of different things in my life that I was involved in that I feel like was such a huge contributing factor to who I am today and where where I am. Mm -hmm. And one of those was definitely waitressing. Um, having those difficult conversations with different types of people, it's really one of the hardest things I've ever done was waitressing and being in that industry. It's exhausting. It's really long hours, but it taught me really hard work ethic. Mm -hmm. And confrontation too. I think what's the most challenging thing yes. you got someone who's mad at you for their cold shrimp and you're like but it's the people in the kitchen but you can't like rat out the kitchen you know yeah you just learn a lot about managing your time and people and expectations stuff like that yes my um something I'm thankful for is the day I turned 15 or it might have been the day after my mom sent me to the state courthouse <laughs> to get a worker's permit that you could get in Louisiana to oh work at gosh. 15 and I have been working ever since um in college I at one point I had three jobs most of the time I had two jobs yeah and at the time especially maybe when I was a teenager I was mad I was like my friends aren't working or mm -hmm. not working the way that I do and I didn't really understand but it taught me it really built so much of my character and it really taught me how to value mm -hmm. things like that well I feel like it definitely reflects in who you are the person that I know at least because Gabby is definitely the hardest worker here she's so great <laughs> which makes me just so much happier that this ended up like working out yeah. um and I like hearing little little tidbits that I, I didn't know. know about before There's actually a lot probably about the story that maybe you're probably going to get your reaction I know I can't wait I ha probably haven't told you a lot it is officially wedding season. I was talking with my friend the other day and she said that between her and her boyfriend, they have 15 weddings to go to by the end of the year. I'm like, oh my God, you are booked and busy. Also, you're gonna be broke. Booked, busy, and broke because weddings can be so expensive between buying a flight to go to the wedding, buying shoes, a little clutch, a dress, a wedding gift, all of the things that encompass a wedding, it can definitely add up. It can get very expensive. I am a bridesmaid this summer in my cousin's wedding. And one of the things that we are all looking to do is save some money between the wedding, the bachelorette, the engagement party, all the things. So Macy's has plenty of affordable gifts, dresses, shoes, accessories, and everything that you need from all the brands that you love plus very, very frequent sales. One of the most common DMs that I ever get is, can you help me find a dress for a wedding? So you can go to macy's.com forward slash F-O-W and I've added perfect dresses for you to wear to a wedding this spring or summer. 
Okay, walk me through kind of like the last 12 months of your life. So graduating, working at Dawn's, and then what happened and kind of like what led up to applying here. Okay, so I graduated in May and then, like I said, went back with my parents, was working at the restaurant, and I was just going through all of the post-grad things that I did not believe before you graduate. I just, (laughs) no matter how many people told me, I didn't believe it, but everything that everyone says is just so true. Um, I started applying to jobs the day after graduation, probably, and I just got no after no after no. So that was really, it's really hard. It really breaks down your confidence. And I basically started thinking of worst case scenario. I had convinced myself that I was never going to get a job or I wasn't going to get a job that was up to what I had hoped and dreamed for myself. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard. I was like, maybe I should, I was thinking of everything kind of like you. I was like, should I go get my teaching license? Like, (laughs) should I do this? Should I do this? Like I convinced myself that my skills and maybe graphic design or in other areas weren't up to par. Mm -hmm. And um, I was really down on myself. And I was a little embarrassed and insecure about the fact that I was waitressing after have graduated, just spent all this money and time on a degree. I had so many of my friends getting into grad school or getting their awesome job opportunities. Mm -hmm. And that was totally just a reflection of my own insecurities. Like, I don't think anyone was actually like judging me. I just like was telling myself that they were. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard and I felt really stuck and I just kept applying. I had probably applied to maybe hundreds of jobs. I don't (laughs) even know at this point. So this is where things get kind of funny. So (laughs) I am known by my friends to have kind of crazy ideas or ideas that people just are like, what? "What?" (laughs) And one of those ideas was (laughs) when I applied for the Disney college program and (laughs) it was something that I really wanted to do when I was younger like kind of COVID time I was going to apply and COVID hit and then it was just put on the back burner I got really involved in my sorority and things and never got to do it and then like I said I was convinced that I was never going to get a job so I randomly applied when I saw an email for the Disney college program and I got in and I was like uh, it's bad, maybe better than living with my parents right now. Maybe <laughs> I'll just m- move to Orlando. Like, it really, um, it didn't make much sense. But I kind of just felt like maybe that was as good it was going to get, honestly. Mm-hmm. And there was totally nothing wrong with that. I just, in my heart, I knew that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. But yeah. I was just kind of glowing with the flow. So I was preparing for that. I was buying things to move to Florida, <laughs> packing up my bags. And it got close to Christmas time, which is when you put out the application. Yeah, this is so weird. I feel like I need to give context as to like when I put out the application too, because I think the actual job itself has evolved. And I realized Mm -hmm. when I posted that I was hiring someone, I had been at the point in my career, if you'll call it, I guess, that I've been sharing online. I was feeling super lost. I'm like, what am I doing? And that was literally a reflection of me being insecure and thinking that I like wasn't doing enough. And I don't know. So I was kind of playing around with the idea of working in bridal or then going and working at a studio, teaching fitness. And then I'm like, should I do blah, blah, blah. And I was tinkering with all these different ideas because in my mind I was like, I'm not cut out to do social media because this isn't enough of a job. Like I need to be doing more. There needs to be more purpose and impact. And so I went through the motions of applying at these bridal places. 
I got the job at one. I didn't get it at the other. And, but I didn't hear back for like over a month. And so in the meantime, I was like, okay, it's not working out. The universe does not want me to work in bridal. They Mm -hmm. do not want me to be a fitness instructor right now because I don't, there's no like trainings that I can get into right now. Something about me is I don't want to wait. Like if I have, yeah, yeah. if I have an idea in my mind, it's like, I'm going to go and do it tomorrow. And if I can't do it tomorrow, then the idea is going to kind of fizzle out Mm -hmm. and I'm going to lose excitement about it because I will fixate on it. Yeah. And so in that month and a half that I didn't hear back from the bridal place, I had a meeting with J1S and they talked me through like, Jenna, why don't we sit down and create an actual business plan for you? And why don't we talk about all the things that you actually want to achieve? Like, why do you want to work in bridal? Is it because you want to like have this special moment and share it with a bride and like make her feel special and beautiful and blah, blah, blah. Do you want to be a fitness instructor? Cause you want to have like your own little business in that. Like, what is it? And so once I started feeling a little bit more confident in that, I realized that the all of my dreams that I've ever had for fun on weekdays would never, ever, ever be possible if I didn't hire someone to help me do it. And that was a turning point for me because I am, I wouldn't say I'm a control freak by any means, but I am particular about like everything and I have very high standards. So when something doesn't meet my standards, it like drives me nuts. And I would just rather do a lot of things myself because I know that like, then I only have myself to blame. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to hire someone And I had no idea what I was looking for, to be honest. And that was like part of the issue was that I told myself in my mind, when I find the person I'm looking for, I'll just know. And that's a hard thing to put on paper because when people are applying to a job, like they need an outline of what's my job description going to be? What kind of skills are you looking for? And so when I really sat down and talked to like, talk to myself about what do I need help with on a day to day? It's like graphic design, photography, videography, event planning, Shopify, like customer Mm -hmm. service. It was this long list of all these random little things that I do on a day to day. And I'm like, wow, I think I've been selling myself short because all this time I've actually learned a lot of skills through social media. But in my mind, I was ignoring it. And I was telling myself that I was just posting online and like it amounted to nothing really. Mm -hmm. And so when I put out this application, I kind of combined all these things into one. And I just called it an assistant role because I didn't know what else to call it. And so I think there was, it it was an issue on my part. It was a mistake that I made because the role was not actually an assistant role, which is like, you know, helping me run errands and doing personal tasks and stuff. And it never meant to be that. But I think after going through a lot of applications, people took it that way. And so it took me a long time sifting through portfolios and resumes and cover letters and things that people had submitted to find the people that I was looking for that are like, more creative focused versus more um, good at managing like personal tasks and errands and project management, if that makes sense. I got like 500 applications and I had to close it. And I think like three days time because I was getting so overwhelmed. I'm like, there's no way I can sift through all of these. Like there's, I need to like close it right now, go through all of them, send out invites to interview. And then like, if I need to, I can open it back up again. And so I had J1S help me with all of the screening for my interview process because I know that a lot of the people that were applying were probably going to be people that followed me or knew me to some extent. And I didn't want their first point of contact to be me directly because I just wanted it to be a more neutral person that could see someone like from a more level standpoint, if that makes sense, from like a hiring standpoint. So I had J1S, which is my management agency, um, do my first round of interviews. And so we interviewed quite a few people. And from there, I would have a meeting with them. We'd go over like the responses and like strengths, weaknesses, where they feel they would be a good fit. 
And what I realized amongst all of that time was I really, really, really needed help with like graphic design specifically because I couldn't run my Instagram page anymore. I was going nuts trying to make stupid shitty stuff on Canva. And it looked like, <laughs> it looked like shit. It really did. It was so ugly. I don't think so. Oh, you're so <laughs> kind. It just wasn't up to par. And so then one day, and I had like already closed the applications, I got tagged in your Instagram yeah. and I saw it and I was like, wait, this is really interesting. And there were so many incredible applications. Like, I think I need to mention that. Thank you to everyone who did apply because so many talented people and people that I think would be such an asset to use in the future. But at the time, it just wasn't the pressing skill that I needed. And so I saw your Instagram that you made and I was like, oh my God, I need to talk to her. So we had J1S interview you. Yes. They told me all great things. They're like, I think she'd be really good for what you need. And she seems very level-headed, very hardworking. And so I heard what they told me. And then mm-hmm. I called you. Yeah. I had a conversation with you. And I just knew, like, based off of the t- things that we talked oh about, what God. your career goals are, what my career goals are, and how they aligned. I literally just knew. And so then I got off the phone. I called J1S again. And I said, I'm going to hire her. And they're like, okay, like, do you know how to do that? I'm like, no. (laughs) And um, so I talked to my CPA, my like financial advisor. I got all of the things figured out. And then I sent over like a formal offer. Mm -hmm. And then from my end, the next thing that happened was you came and met me in New York City for the first time. At the airport. (laughs) And then like literally a week later, you up and moved your life to Austin. So that is like my viewpoint of what happened from the very time that I said I was hiring someone to seeing yours, Mm -hmm. interviewing you, talking to you, and then now sitting here. Yeah, so from my point of view, there's it's like the same, but there's so many other little moments and moving parts that were kind of crazy and funny (laughs) to like look back on. So um, what happened for me was it was Christmas time, and all my hometown friends were in town at the same time, and one of my other friends that lived out of town – Uh, flew into town just for us to spend this time together. Mm -hmm. So for a couple days, I really hadn't been on my phone or social media at all. I was with everyone that I usually would talk to and just wasn't thinking about going on social media. So one of the last days of all my friends being together is just me and my one friend from out of town sitting on my couch. And I finally go on TikTok (laughs) and I realized that I was late to seeing this application TikTok post that Jenna had made. I looked at my friend Maddie. It was like, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe this. Um, <laughs> this TikTok um, creator that I follow is... <laughs> you were so careful with that. You were going to say, this TikToker, and you're like, uh, creator. Like, <laughs> like, I knew everything that had went into it. So I wouldn't be offended, girl. You can call me a TikToker. You can call me whatever you want. (laughs) So I saw that this TikToker that I had followed for a long time was hiring. And I was like, Maddie, you're never going to believe this. Um, I think that I could, I think that I should apply. I realized that I had had every qualification that Jenna had Mm -hmm. listed and the things that I wasn't necessarily skilled in were all these things I was really interested in, in different areas that I knew that I would be good at. And I knew that I really wanted to grow in those areas that Mm -hmm. I wasn't particularly studied in college. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need to apply right now. (laughs) So I go get my computer (laughs) and I'm freaking out and so urgent. And I remember just sitting there like shaking while typing because in the TikTok that I had seen, 
Jenna had said that she had over 400 applicants and something was mentioned that you were going to take it down and close the link after so many applicants. Mm -hmm. So I had this thought that this link could close any minute after how many applications. Well, the, I think I bought like three rounds of storage from my freaking Google drive because the form, there's no maximum amount of like submissions, but so many people submitting their portfolios. The file was so huge. It was insane. So that's why I closed it. Yeah, so I just knew, I was like, this could close any minute, and Jenna had said we aren't taking any submissions through email or anything, Mm -hmm. so I knew, I was like, I need to at least, I need to get my name in there, I need to at least try and say that I submitted an application, and and I'm maybe at least somewhat in the running, I don't Mm -hmm. know, try, and so I filled the application (laughs) rather quickly, and honestly, I submitted my professional portfolio, but there wasn't probably anything overly special about my application because I normally would have put so much time into it and I was so eager to submit it. Well, don't tell yourself short, first of all, because I looked at your application like and that was, was the first bad. thing I saw. Yeah. No, it was great. Oh. It was so great. And I think one of the things that people like maybe may have missed is if you say that you can do so-and-so, it's like so helpful to see a visual of the work that you created for that. So it's like, if you say that you can do website design, then show me examples of website design that you did. And so that's a lot of the context that people kind of lacked in their applications that I was just looking for is a visual. And I didn't necessarily say that. So that's on me again to, you know, ask Mm -hmm. for that specifically, but your portfolio, I was looking through it. I'm like, dang, okay. She's did, she did the senior project. She created this teddy bear. So she knows merchandising. She knows how to like create a product. She made a whole brand kit for it. And as I was just going through it, I'm like, okay, okay. Like what's the catch? (laughs) So you're, don't sell yourself short. Your application was incredible. It was so good. Even without the um, Instagram. Yeah. I think I just probably had really high standards for myself. So, um, after submitting the application, I tell myself, don't think about it any longer. I kept telling myself, there's no way you're going to get it. Like there's over 400 applications. There's no way you are going to be the one to get this job. There's like, (laughs) there's no way. So uh, about two days go by or probably a day and a half where I tried to not think about it, but I could not stop thinking about it. (laughs) Like would not get off my mind because the more and more I thought about it, I was like, not only would this be so perfect for me, it's everything I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Every single box that I could have potentially had for myself, it checked it. I was so interested in it. I knew that Jenna and I would get along just from what I was seeing on the TikToks. I really believed in the fun on weekdays message. And I had been following actually since like I remember the TikTok <laughs> of you talking about fun on weekdays for the first time. Mm-hmm. So it was really special to think that I could potentially be part of it. And then through thinking about it and getting so excited about the possibility, I got really disappointed because I started to picture in my head what I could have possibly done with this application. I was like, I could have made this um, PowerPoint. I could have made it fun on weekdays themed and pre- presented myself and my work um, catered more towards fun on weekdays instead of just in a generic sense. Mm-hmm. And I was picturing what this PowerPoint would look like. And then I was so disappointed that I didn't have the opportunity to do that. And so I was at work at the restaurant and I am like, well, what else could I do? I now I can't submit another application. What <laughs> else could I do since I, I need to do something? 
And I was like, okay, I can't submit a PowerPoint, but how could I translate this PowerPoint idea to something else? Mm-hmm. Somehow, it was the craziest moment. Just some, It spoke to me, and I was like, I could make it an Instagram account. I could do this PowerPoint and show myself in my work and design it in an Instagram account. Just as ins- like a feed. As a feed yeah. and design each post that's basically turning a resume into an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, is this a crazy idea? Does this even make sense? Like, is this going to translate the way it would in my head? I don't know. So I get in my car to go home after a very long shift. And <laughs> it's late. It's probably 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And I call one of my best friends, Madeline, who is in like the creative marketing world. And I'm like, okay, you can tell me if this is crazy or sounds like a silly idea. But this is what I'm thinking. And she was like, no, actually, I think that could be really cool. Like, you need to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So I get home, still trying to convince myself. This is all just my own, like, insecurities. I was like, I'm not going to get this job. I shouldn't spend the time doing this because maybe it'll be silly and weird and, like, I shouldn't do it. <laughs> and then I genuinely feel like, literally, it felt like a force just pushed me into my kitchen dining room chair <laughs> and said, you need to do this right now. And so... I break out my computer. It's late at night at this point, mm-hmm. and I just start doing it. And I, while I'm doing it, I'm like, "Wait, this could this is kind of cool. It's kind of cute. cute. <laughs> like this could be kind of good." So <laughs> I um, stay up till about four a.m. doing it, which okay. is kind of similar to what Literally. happened with you. It's like the middle of the night, and. Yeah, and I fell asleep and I woke up and that's when the job submission was gone. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so that was kind of Yeah, literally yeah. like your entire story. And obviously I didn't know any of this background until right, yeah. after I'd already hired you. Like, by the way, right, I didn't yeah. hear any of this story until Gabby moved here and I went to dinner with her parents and her mom told me this story. And I was like, oh my God, why were you hiding this information from me? This is such a good story. It's such, such a mom thing to do. She like dished all the information. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, you're giving away all my life. No, it's so good. I love the background <laughs> yeah. story because it's like so cool to me that you're sitting here doing this at 4 a.m. like so fired up about it. Yes. And then I got to the point where I was working off of exhaustion and I created the Instagram account. I posted all of it and I knew that there were mistakes in it. I like totally knew that. So if you go look at it, like (laughs) Instagram is spelled wrong and like all this stuff. But in my head, my like thought process was, okay, I'm going to post it. I'm going to go follow all of my like best friends Mm -hmm. on the account so that when they wake up early for work, they will see it. They'll probably go look at it. They can text me their like critiques and just tell me if this is a crazy idea or not. And depending on what they say, I'll fix it up. And then maybe I'll try to get Jenna to see it. Maybe. Uh I didn't even know if I would. So I go to sleep. And since I stayed up so late, I slept until like maybe almost noon. (laughs) Like, so I wake up like in a like haze. I check (laughs) my phone to hundreds of notifications. And I'm like, like, no way. Like freaking (laughs) out. And I like. I just saw the one text I actually read was from my friend Gabby that said, Gabby doesn't know yet. And I'm like, what don't I know? Like, I'm freaking out. And that's when I realized that 
Jenna had, everyone had seen this uh, Instagram. The Instagram that your, I thought, your friends tagged me yes. in it. So when the, they woke up, they just took it on themselves, which I'm very, shout out to my friends because <laughs> they probably did what I maybe wouldn't have even done. Mm-hmm. And they started tagging Jenna and sending it to her. So when I, by the time I woke up, Jenna had seen it, reposted it. Um, different people were looking at the Instagram and commenting about how they liked it. Mm-hmm. And I was freaking out. <laughs> I was absolutely freaking out. I was shaking. I got out of bed. I called my, the first thing I do when I realized is call my mom probably three to five times. <laughs> she wouldn't pick up the phone. I'm like, how rude. Like the most important thing <laughs> of your life is calling you right now. It's so important. How could you be so busy? <laughs> You're not answering. <laughs> so I'm like, I have to tell my mom, my mom, me and my mom are so, so close. So I'm like, I have to tell her right now. Her office is only probably a couple minutes down the road from our house so I didn't even brush my teeth I didn't brush my (laughs) hair I was in my pajamas in a giant t-shirt I hurry up and slip on shoes and I just jump in my car I'm like well I just if she won't answer the phone I'm just gonna go in the office and tell her and I was still just so in shock and freaking out I run into the office completely shaking I think I just scream at her so all of I, this is my public apology to her boss and coworkers, actually, because I'm sorry I interrupted y'all's work day. But I run in and I'm like, Mom, Mom, you're never going to believe this. Um, she saw it, like all this is happening. <laughs> and I think my mom was just equally as in shock. She, she was just like, oh, okay, well, go home and maybe put on normal clothes. <laughs> so... And then after that, it was kind of a little bit of just like a waiting game Mm -hmm. until I got the interview with J1S. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then from after the after that, I think it was like a couple of days afterward because we had someone um, from the J1S team that was like coordinating different times for these interviews. So I think it took like maybe a week until we interviewed you but it was funny because when I reposted it to my story so many people replied they're like that's the one like that's it like you have to hire this girl and then there were some people they're like oh my gosh my mom sent it to me she's like it's so cute but there's a couple typos and she's a grammar teacher and I'm yeah. like I'm like yeah but that is something that like you can you can look over that when I look at my TikTok thing I had so many typos in it and I'm like eh, whatever fuck it it's like the idea that I cared about yeah and I think once I saw it I was like this is what I've been waiting for is someone that just had the idea and the ambition to like go and do something on their own like the creativity for it similarly to like kind of what I did mm-hmm. and I don't know it just like it spoke to me and it was personalized and it was just different and I feel like I saw your personality through it too and I was like okay the Instagram is great but like what is the resume and that's when I like pulled up your actual application I'm like oh my god this like checks out like she has she actually has um experience in every single thing that I listed from photography videography website design Shopify like merch that type of stuff and you actually had every single thing which after I was going through applications I was realizing that's just not a realistic thing like I can't ask people to have all these different skill sets um and so obviously graphic design is like your strong suit and so when you went into the interview with J1S you prepared something yes so should we keep it a secret of what it really was no, we can we can soft launch it. We can. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, so, um, I had followed my gut up until that point, like with the Instagram, and that had worked out. So I was like, my gut was telling me, okay, don't stop now. 
there's probably a lot of people interviewing for this. So I want to still like show more and more of what I can do to still keep impressing. Because I, I was like, these other girls could be really awesome as well, mm-hmm. which I'm sure, you know, they were. So I want to keep impressing. So I was like, what could I do for this next interview that still shows some of my skills? So I thought about funnel weekdays. I was like, what do they need? What could be cool? What's something Jenna would be interested in? And I was like, a planner. Like, um, it totally makes sense. Um, it's all about like making time to have fun and scheduling your life to still do things that you enjoy. And what a better way to do that than a planner. A fun on weekdays themed planner. So I spent the next like couple days, um, completely designing the planner. I showed some of my friends, I showed my parents, I showed some old classmates. And actually a lot of people told me that maybe I shouldn't do it. That I shouldn't show anyone. And I feel like that's like a consistent theme that like I had a lot of other people telling me this might not be a good idea. I don't know about this. And the reason I still did it was because I was I was thinking about how I followed my gut with Instagram. I should just follow my gut with this and still do it. So that's exactly what I did, and I was really proud of it. It was really cute. Wait, why did they tell you not to do it out of curiosity? Was it because like you shouldn't Um, do... I think they thought that maybe I would be doing too much. Oh, okay, okay. Or maybe it would show too much of my graphic design skills when I'm much more than only graphic design. Like, I had all these other skills. It might be too focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was kind of the critique on it. But I was like, no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I did it, and I had my interview with J1S. Something they don't talk about enough as a post new into post-grad life is just the interview process. I had a lot of opportunities in college to do like mock interviews and things, but it still kind of just doesn't prepare you or teach you enough for like the real thing. Mm -hmm. And I think just my personality, I took a really lighthearted approach, just like, oh, this is my Bobby personality. Let me tell you about some stuff I've done. Um, And like, hopefully that's enough. And I did show the planner and everything, and she really liked the planner but actually which I haven't I've never told Jenna this was during the interview I was told that I pretty much wasn't a good candidate and she told me that she wait really I actually didn't know that yeah I know yeah I was told at the towards the end of the interview that I wasn't a good candidate and she did tell me let me kind of just give you some critiques on the interview and I can hopefully help you in the future for your future endeavors. Mm -hmm. And that crushed me because Mm -hmm. I was like, I got this far. This can't be the end. This can't be the end. Like I have to make this happen like this. I really wanted this to happen. So something switched in me that this is probably one of the most proud moments of myself (laughs) actually like ever, because it's not really normal for me to kind of stand my ground and be like, no, like this. And that's kind of what I did in that moment. I was Like this, I'm actually a great candidate and this is why. And I kind of stated more reasons as to why I was that was beyond just being a lighthearted conversation. I kind of talked about how I've worked three jobs at a time before because I had to make ends meet and it's what I had to do and all these other things that I've had to do and that I really was capable of the workload. And after that conversation, she actually said, wait, actually this, like it completely turned around. Mm -hmm. She was like, this actually helped me so much. Like, thank you so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to talk to you more. And it completely changed the whole outcome and I'm really proud of myself because 
I was like, no, I'm actually capable of a lot in that Mm -hmm. moment. And it uh, apparently kind of worked because then I had great feedback after (laughs) the interview. Oh my God, wait, that's really sweet. Well, because obviously I didn't hear that part of it. I I did hear that it was like very lighthearted. And I think one of the things I was looking for is someone who's going to take it seriously. Like when you hear that one person is hiring like an assistant, because at the time that's what the job was in the assistant position. A lot of your reasoning for wanting the job is, oh, I know that we would get along so well. I know that we would be really good friends. I love fun on weekdays. But it's like we were really, really lacking the purpose of like what actual skill set can you bring beyond just we would have fun hanging out. And I'm a nice girl. Like we get along like we'd have fun together. And I think people kind of forgot that like it was a legit job. And that's why I had J1S um, interview people because myself included, I like to have like lighthearted conversations and I like meeting new people. And so it can be hard for me to have a level head of like, is this actually a good business fit or is this just someone that I really enjoy her, her presence? And I think that she's like a really fun girl and she's talented, but like, is this strategically the best hire for me? And so after that conversation, uh, that I had with J1S and I was sitting on it for a couple more days. I'm like, you know, maybe I'll just, I'll just like keep waiting around. And then I'll, one day I called them. I was like, I, I'm like 99% sure it's Gabby, but I want to talk to her now. And I didn't want to talk to anyone directly until I was like very, very sure until I had narrowed it down to like at least a couple of people. And so I remember we talked on the phone and we kind of talked through the whole position. And honestly, from my standpoint, like, I don't know if I had a ton of confidence in articulating like what I needed because still I was trying to figure it out. But this is where like Gabby blew me away because she literally told me what I needed. And then I was like, wait, this is so great. When I tell you, I don't, I'm not, I don't, this is probably me selling myself short, actually, but <laughs> I don't know where that person came from. And that was the same person that was in the interview, the yes. same person that yeah. then had the conversation with you. I think I just, I was so excited for the opportunity and I got myself so far and have I proved so much to myself already that I didn't want to kind of let myself down then. So I was like, I have to do what I have. I have to do whatever it takes to make mm-hmm. this happen. And that's kind of. Well, you shocked me because I was like, okay, I've heard about this like bubbly, lighthearted personality, kind of like go with the flow, like very sweet. But when you like stood your ground to me and you basically told me, <laughs> not standing yeah. your ground to me because I wasn't yeah. saying anything like that you would oppose, right. but yeah. you were basically like, here is what you should do. And this is exactly how I can help you. And beyond that, you should also do this. And I'm the perfect person for it because I can travel with you. You're like, I remember asking you, what would your ideal career look like? Like if you could lay out the next year or two for you. And I think you even said something like, I love that you asked me that question. Cause I've thought so long and hard about this. Yeah. And I would love to do your Instagram. I'd love to do all of your, um, your social media, like designs for you, whether that's like creating the graphics, creating promotional things for events, like the flyers, the event brights, all of the signs, all of the merch. And then you're like, and beyond that, like that, I would love to travel with you to go to these events and be your photographer and videographer. So you need, so you don't need to keep outsourcing like different people in different cities and it can be consistent and I can use all of my photos from my own branding. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, so sold. I, you're really talking it up to me because it wasn't until you told me exactly what I needed. I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. And then when we connected, it was like, it just made sense. And I feel like now knowing all of the behind the scenes and also 
all of our like synergies just in our life in general. I mean, like it just made sense and I couldn't have asked for a better person. Oh, thanks. And also a big pivotal moment in that phone call that we had was when you were telling me, well, this was a big moment for me, but you (laughs) were telling me your ideas for kind of the next year funnel weekdays. And you said, I really would love to make a planner. And I probably lost my breath. I was like, wait, do you know that I already designed one? And you were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, she doesn't know. And you had said the word. And in that moment, it really felt like meant to be. Mm -hmm. And when you sent that to me, I actually sent it to my family. And I said, holy shit, (laughs) the girl that I'm interviewing literally made me a planner, like to a T of what I was, what I have actually been trying to create myself in like Canva and Photoshop and I'm not a graphic designer. So who am I to create a freaking planner? And when you sent it, I was like, this is just, this is insane. It was just, you had everything that I didn't know I needed. And as like a small business, I think it's so important. The people that you hire, like have to believe in you almost more than you believe in yourself because like, that's the only way you're literally ever going to grow. And it brings me back to the conversation I had with Dan Reich from Tula when he said, you have to surround yourself with people that are like smarter than you and people like good, genuine people that believe in you. Cause otherwise like you're only going to go so far. So in that moment, I felt like I found the right person that like, you're going to start right now, but who knows like where the next couple of years can take us now that I have someone that has a completely different skill set that can like help me identify things that we need help with or new ideas and stuff. So it was really exciting for me too. I know like it was obviously your first job out of college and I know how I felt getting my first job, but like also how I just felt like, I just felt like this incredible sense of pride that I know that I made the right decision hiring like my, my first employee ever. And like, maybe one day I'll look back at this and I'll be like, maybe I'll have sold some type of business like 20 years down the line. I'll be like, Oh my God. And it all started because I found the right people to work with. So true. I know. I think that we kind of figured out how much similarities that we had and it kind of just really just drove the idea that it was so meant to be from the start. Mm -hmm. And it really brings me back to, I was so nervous post-grad and I really thought that this would never happen and that all the dreams that I had for myself were too out of reach and that I kind of just needed to give up and I stayed patient and literally the most perfect awesome opportunity that was so meant for me came in the right time Mm -hmm. and so it's been awesome so far and I definitely feel like I mean the opportunities are endless for us now Mm -hmm. and so much can come. So Gabby's official title when I sent out the actual offer letter was creative marketing manager. And the reason why I called it that was because to call you just a graphic designer, I feel like it's selling you short of like your other skills that you have. So like photography, videography, you help with merch, you do the graphic design like for social media, but also just like some other tasks there too, but like overall you just help with the creative vision of Funnel Weekdays, which was so important to me because the branding is like everything to me. And I knew that like when I started it, I started at a time where I was just a different person a little bit. And like I needed to evolve what the brand looked like. And I didn't really know how to do that. Like I needed help from someone on the outside that has watched me grow as well, that could give their insight. And so like the aesthetic also just aligned 
So walk us through a little normal every day in your life. <laughs> okay. So I'm still so new. Even though I've been here for two months, it feels like it's been like two days. So I feel like I'm still getting a little bit into a really set routine. Mm-hmm. But once I get to the office, I look at the social me- media calendar that we've been putting together and see what posts are needed for the rest of the West. <laughs> I look at what social media posts are needed for the rest of the day or the rest of the week and make sure that's kind of done and out the way so that we can look forward. We have meetings that look into the future, um, which is really exciting. And we have a lot of group conversations about ideas and future things that we could possibly do. So it is a very big group collaboration, I feel like, throughout our days. Mm-hmm. And um do any other work on any other bigger projects the rest of the day, help with filming. It's kind of different every day, Mm -hmm. which is probably what I like the best about it. Yeah. And Gabby comes and works in the office every day for the most part, right? Because you're living in a studio and I feel like it is nice because when I was working from home, my first job, it was like, I just didn't really feel like I was, I don't know, getting the full experience out of the job because I was lacking like that office environment, I guess, to really keep me focused. So the office has had a little bit of a revamp since you moved in. It's always changing. Um, but yeah, you'll come in every day and we all there's always some type of like meeting, whether it's with like um, J1S with the creative team or with the event team or with like lately we've been working on um, creating, I don't know what I should say. Like not merch, but mm-hmm. merch essentially, like new products yeah, and I feel like that's our biggest items goal right and stuff. Now. Yeah, and to so to come up with like ideas for the designs of those things, but also for like the events, I feel like people don't understand that you make all the flyers for that. But then also, if we have custom napkins at the event, or we have like a sign that says "parking here" or whatever, like Gabby literally makes that. And then, like, we have to go and then order it. So then she'd find, like, a place to print the banners and stuff like that. So it's really cool to have someone in-house that does all of the graphic design. Because when I was putting out the job initially, I didn't know that graphic design was really my biggest hurdle. And now that I have you, like, it's made my life so much easier. And now I can focus on, like, actually, I don't know, like, being more of myself. And I've told so many people this, but since hiring Gabby and Hallie, who is my director of events, Mm -hmm. like my overall life has just dramatically improved. Like truly my stress is out the door. Like I have people I can count on that can like, I don't know, that also believe in me. And so it's really, it's really great. So I feel like social media in general and like influencers, podcasts, final weekdays, like Jenna Pellick. There's like a lot more business that goes into doing social media than you would maybe realize from like an outside perspective. If you're just watching videos, you're like, oh, she just posts TikToks. But there's actually a lot of like business things internally that maybe you don't realize. So I'm curious if there's anything that like surprised you now that you have a full in-depth look. Yes, I think that on one side, just how much goes into every little thing and how much is pre- thought about and prepared like Jenna really um like she put so much like (laughs) there's I was really surprised about when I feel like as in someone that isn't in social media from the outside it does kind of look like oh she just like gets up and makes a TikTok it's super easy and like not much thought goes into it but a lot of 
energy, thought, um, passion, all these different things go into it leading up to even just the smallest TikTok. It's not just, oh, I just start filming. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a lot um, more goes into it. And I was also really surprised at um, the bad things about social media because as someone that wasn't in it, I never went in like maybe read comments or things. I look more into social media than I ever have since it's part of my job. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of bad things about social media that I would love to see a change in. And I feel like I grew a big passion on wanting that to happen too. Okay, guys, that's the end of our episode. I really hope you enjoyed getting to know Gabby better, how she got the job, who she is, what she does for us here at Fun on Weekdays. We are so, so lucky to have her. She has really flipped our branding around, went from me making Canva designs to her just kind of taking over our aesthetic for fun on weekdays. I'm sure you guys will be hearing a lot more from her. You'll be seeing her around at events and also in our content. And we love Gabby, but we got to get back to work. We are planning more events to cities maybe near you. We also have an Austin, Texas guide coming soon, complete with what to do, where to stay, Airbnbs, hotels, restaurants, rooftop bars, happy hours, literally everything you could possibly want to know if you're visiting Austin, Texas. So in order to get that guide, sign up for our newsletter. The newsletter you can find in our podcast description. We send out newsletters every Wednesday morning. That includes some weekly updates, new episodes, event tickets, things like merch, exclusive discounts, all the things. And it's really cute. Honestly, it's just a kind of fun read on your Wednesday morning. So sign up for the newsletter to keep in the know. And that's all you guys. We got to get back to work. So I'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye.